You're listening to the Software Outsourcing Show, brought to you by Accelerance, the global software outsourcing authority. Hello, and welcome to the Software Outsourcing Show. This is your host, Bobby Durrell, and I am glad that you could join us again on another week of the Software Outsourcing Show. Now, if you were listening last week, we introduced a uh, little series that we're putting together, uh, probably about five parts in total. Um, but talking all things Agile. We want to go over the Agile Manifesto and the principles of Agile with uh, some of our Latin American partners uh, from a recent trip. So as you may recall, uh, we've got Jim Horacio on assignment, uh, traveling through South America and speaking with those partners there. So this is uh, the first installment in that. I hope you enjoy it and uh, look forward to seeing you again soon. Hi, this is Jim Arashi with Accelerance, and today I am in Curitiba, Brazil with Marcelo Zorek, Head of Software Delivery at Sync. How are you doing today? Hey, hello, Jim. I'm great. How about you? How was uh, your trip down here? It was good. I'm a little tired and a little jet lag from the flight down, but it's good to be here uh, back again uh, 11 months after I was here the first time. So Excellent. It's good to be here. Thanks for having us. So, Marcelo, I want to talk a little bit about uh, the Agile Manifesto and, and Agile applications and how that works with your clients today. But before that, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Sure. Okay, yeah, I started as a software developer several years ago, almost 20 years ago, and I'm with ThinkSync for 13 years already. So, again, most of our leaders here are have a technical background, which, which helps. So we started as a developer and project manager and a delivery manager. And today I had the software delivery organization, which about uh, 20 people, uh, sorry, not 20, 200 people in uh, my uh, organization. So that's, that's basically it. Yeah. Okay, great. And so Sync's based here in Curitiba, Brazil. And uh, for those who aren't familiar with Brazilian geography, where's Curitiba? Yeah, we are a bit south of Sao Paulo, so it's probably the main known cities in Brazil are Sao Paulo and Rio de Janeiro. So it's a one-hour flight from Sao Paulo to Rio de Janeiro. It's a, it's a great city. I mean, we have a lot of uh, resources here, like good universities. So it's a it's a good um, area for IT companies, I would say. It's a one. Uh, it's the best uh, capital to live here in Brazil. I mean, there's some research on that and every year in a row we are elected as the best uh, city or the best capital to live in uh, in Brazil which is, which is great okay even great. when we bring people on we bring people from several different uh, areas or states uh, in Brazil that they uh, enjoy living here so yeah yeah I know it's a it's a good sized city it's about two million people so by Brazilian standards it's not huge but it's still a good sized city and uh, it's attracting talent from all over the rest of the country and probably a little bit of the continent as well right? yeah yeah that's correct okay cool cool I know uh, we're uh, I've worked with you with an American uh, client one that's got a couple development centers around the US and they've got a growing team here and you actually have somebody new I learned earlier today that's moving from northeastern Brazil uh, in the next couple of weeks to Curitiba to work on that team so you're obviously attracting talent from around yeah, the country yeah, that's cool. um, really common to be honest yeah Cool, cool. So let's talk about the Agile Manifesto. And so uh, for people who uh, have probably heard of Agile, 
but the word manifesto might scare them. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts, or can you explain a little bit about uh, what that means? Yeah, I, I think when we started with, you know, doing Agile, then that was like several years ago. We started in 2008, 2009. We, we got it wrong, to be very honest with you. I mean, we went through much to Scrum, which is a kind of framework. It's, uh, it's a type then, of Agile. Yeah, it's the type, type of Agile, but Agile has, you know, the principles on customer uh, collaboration, mm-hmm. software delivery as being the main measure of success. So this is something uh, we encourage the teams to actually go and read the manifesto every now and then to make sure you don't, you know, move too much away from the actual manifesto and the core values of that, because if you go too much into the framework details, and that's kind of a, what I personally think is kind of a dangerous uh, thing. So go look at the manifesto every now and then, make sure you try to stick to the principles. I think that's a good uh, advice. Okay, good, good. So there, you said the, the values of the manifesto, and there, there's four values, and so I'm going to go ahead and read them, and then we can talk a little bit about it. So the, the first one is individuals and interaction over process and tools. The second is working software over comprehensive documentation. The third is customer collaboration over contract negotiation. And the last one is responding to change over following a plan. So let's talk about that first one, individuals and interactions over process and tools. What does that mean and how does Sync, your team here, teams here, uh, implement that? Okay. Yeah, I think that really connects to the third one on customer collaboration. And it is a challenge for us eventually or sometimes with, you know, most of our customers are remote in North America or Europe. Uh, And so basic things like face-to-face meetings uh, directly direct channel to the people so avoid too many hops on the communication so developers will type their type of oh, sorry developers will talk directly with the customers with the you know customers uh, architectures or even the product owner the product manager for us this is the big thing you know make sure you have open communication and a proper channel for communication, not too many layers or hops on the communication. I think that's key. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we can have face-to-face interactions, even if that's through, you know, video conference and things like that. But I, I think those are the main, main things. So it's really us. about understanding the customer, the end user, and the individual that's going to be interfacing and not trying to take uh, specific strict requirements and interpret them separately. It's, it's really reaching out, understanding what the individual is doing. Yeah, and sometimes we work only with the IT department. So if we can you know, get interaction with end users, that's usually really beneficial as well. Not just IT area, but you know, everyone that's involved in the process. I think that's, uh, that's the key. Okay, good, good. So the, the second one is working software over comprehensive documentation. And as a, a guy who uh, early on did a lot of waterfall, uh, you know, which probably speaks a little bit to my age, but that did, did a lot of waterfall uh, application development, um, you know, working software over comprehensive documentation kind of jumps out at me as kind of the opposite of the way my career started, but certainly the way things are going. So can you speak to that a little bit? Sure. Yeah. This is, 
I, I see some failures in a few uh, companies and even customers not to understand that properly. Uh, working software is not doing a review at the end of two weeks and show the customer uh, how the product is going. It's actually working software. So you need to make sure you put that and, you know, for people to use and test uh, in production. So that, that was one of, of the pitfalls of, I, I don't know, a decade ago, sure. where we would do spring reviews and everything was okay. And then after eight months, we would deliver the software in production. And then we have, you know. So the cool. feedback loop was yeah. way too long. Yeah. What you, so what you're talking about here is really, how do we contract that and get feedback faster? Yeah, I think for those that are familiar with the terms, like the key is go, from definition of them needs to be the closest, the, the closer that as you can to uh, a shippable product uh, increment. That, mm -hmm. that, that's the key. I mean, we need to have working software in production with people using that and not just do sprint reviews and, you know, do a demo and say, okay, that's okay. Have product, have the software in production running in the proper environment. Uh, I think that's something we learned in the, last uh, years as well working software is people using software as not doing just spring reviews and say okay great great and you know the the manifesto though does value documentation but one of the things it talks about doing is actually valuing working software more so i think that's kind of what you're you're speaking to there is it's important to document things and it's important to to um, you know, to build, to spec, but what's more important is that feedback and, and how do we get something from concept to function as fast as possible so that we can get feedback and adapt to that feedback. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, sure. And that another point that sometimes people get it wrong. It's not that we don't do documentation. So we value more software, working software, but of course we need documentation that should be properly planned for as well. Perfect. Perfect. So the, the third uh, value is customer collaboration over contract negotiation. So negotiation versus collaboration. What does that mean? Yeah. I mean, in the old days, not, not so old, um, you were just talking about waterfall methodology and then, you know, customers were trying to protect themselves with a lot of contractual clauses, you know, performance clause and whatever that is. And that doesn't, you won't guarantee that you have a working software at the end. So it's really that uh, for me, it's, it's more of a mutual trust uh, and collaboration. So we need to have the same goals as, as the customer. Everyone goes is to have a working software that, you know, works for what it was, was meant for. But I, I think that's kind of that in the past, there was a lot of control negotiation. If there was a change, we need to discuss change requests and, you know, discuss on the budget and, and things like that. And nowadays, I mean, we, I think we have zero projects like that, to be honest, and it's more on a collaboration with a common goal, I would say. Sure. So historically, what, when they refer to collaboration, collaboration was really negotiating all those requirements in advance and documenting everything before it was implemented. Whereas negotiation now versus collaboration is more about how do we get the product manager and the customer to understand what the ultimate goal is at a, at a high level so that we can implement key features and then 
go to the next set of key features and keep yes. doing implementation, 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 and cycling yeah. through. And, and again, that feedback loop comes back, the, right? The, the most successful pro projects we have is where we finish the project with a really large backlog that was not touched because that was unnecessary functionality sure. or maybe it was not that important as, as others. So for, for me, the most successful project products or projects we have is when we have a large list of uh, items in the backlog still to be worked on or to never be worked on. When in the past, we'll probably argument with the customer that like, okay, I paid for that functionality and you didn't deliver. And so that, that's, that's, that's the key, I would say. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting. I'm having, as you're describing this, all these memories back to, again, early in my career where we would build these exhaustive requirements lists. And then by the time we actually built it, a lot of those requirements weren't even important anymore. Whereas nowadays, and when we're talking about agile and lean, and we're, we're always trying to say, what's the MVP? What's the, the most important thing that we can build right now? And then as you're talking about this exhaustive list of requests, okay, it's always go back to that list and what's the next most important thing and how do we build that, right? Yeah, and it's a um, you know cultural change. It's not yeah. just about calling the product manager a product owner or things like that. It's really a, a mindset change. And even for a IT company, a consulting company, for us, you know, the developers were used to say, "Oh, the customer does not know what they want. Uh, he did not specify that in the beginning. How should I know if he would need that?" So that's a mindset change in developers as well. I mean, mm -hmm. they need to embrace these kind of things because it's for complex projects or products, it's really impossible for you to, you know, have all the detailed requirements no. from day one. So you need to change the mindset of uh, the developers and usually that takes, takes some time. Yeah. Okay, good, good. So the last one, again, there's four values here that we've talked about. And the fourth one is responding to change over following a plan. And we sort of just talked a little yeah. bit about that, but you know, tell me a little bit more about respond. What does that mean? Responding to change versus following a plan? Yeah. Uh, well, as you said, we mentioned this a little bit. So again, I would say common goals. And, and for us as a, you know, offshore uh, company, this needs to be uh, discussed or you know presented from the customer to us. It's not present the requirements, present your goals, your strategy, how you want to go to the market. So these things are relevant as well. And then we don't really we we have a common goal to have the product in the market, and we don't really go into low level details of the requirements. And we all know and agree that when something is uh, no longer needed. We'll just drop it and do not implement this thing. So I think the key is not just to have a you know customer prioritizing the backlog and then we'll just follow the backlog. It's really to have a common sense on the, the goals. And then if we need to change anything, everyone will embrace this uh, without a lot of uh, trauma. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, so just to kind of recap, the four values are, again, individual individuals' interactions over processes and tools, working software over comprehensive documentation, 
customer collaboration over contract negotiation and responding to change over following a plan. So as we just kind of wrap up here, any additional thoughts you'd like to share about the Agile Manifesto or about uh, successes you've seen or how you see your team here um, implement it well? Yeah, as, as I said, um, we, we do that for 12, 13 years uh, and it is a journey. Uh, it takes time, you know, you learn with the failures, I would say. I mean, that's an important thing. And one of the things I saw in a in previous thing was like, okay, we're doing Agile now, or Scrum, and then they kind of left uh, or put aside, uh, you know, core en software engineering practices or even software architecture. So that's a big pitfall and mistake you can do that. Uh, you know, we have an, an emerging architecture, but you, need, you do need to think through architecture. You do need to go and, and use engineering process. So this is something I would advise them. Make sure that you're following proper techniques for software development. And it's not just about, you know, writing code and delivery, sure. writing production. So this is something we learned, uh, I guess. And again, I think I mentioned that before. Every now and then go and look at the manifesto to remember the, the values because it's dangerous that, that you go too much into the implementation of that with the scrum and other like less or safe or all, all these things mm -hmm. that you, you know kind of forget the, the basics absolutely you know you know it's interesting way i had a work with a client last year that tried to implement their own version of safe and you know they they did exactly what you said not to do right there they they tried to kind of deviate from it and take things they liked and things they didn't and, and they struggled a little bit so uh you know it, at its core you know it's it's worked really well now for for a couple decades and the more people implement it the more success people oh, seem yeah. to, to see with it and you need to look at your own company. I mean, don't use uh, something that's ready or that, okay, like this is working in Spotify or just, you know, use the same methods. You need to understand how your organization functions and, mm -hmm. you know, adapt to that. I think that's a key thing as well. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much, Marcelo. It's great to chat with you today and I uh, appreciate you hosting us here in uh, Curitiba. Thank you very much. Thank you, Jim. Hope to see you back uh, in Curitiba soon. Hope to come back. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Software Outsourcing Show brought to you by Accelerant, the global software outsourcing authority. Do you have a topic you'd like covered in a future show? Then send us an email at podcast at softwareoutsourcingshow.com. Podcast at softwareoutsourcingshow.com. Show notes, links, and materials discussed on today's show may be found on our website at softwareoutsourcingshow.com. That's softwareoutsourcingshow.com.